Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to go through all the news stories from the last 48 hours or so via Clarkie's Rugby League column on Instagram, putting all the news in one spot for you guys. Uh, just a reminder too, guys, at 3pm on YouTube, we've got episode three of the off-season. Myself and Matty the Waterboy discussing our favourite jerseys of all time. We pick three each and then we go through the best of the rest. Really good chat, a uh, bit of nostalgia in there, obviously, with a lot of these jerseys. We had a cracking time with this one, real dribbly sort of stuff uh but we, we had a good time with it and i think you guys will enjoy that content that'll be on youtube exclusively uh we might put up a little clip of it a little bit later on the podcast to give you a little taste of it but if you'd like to go over to youtube subscribe there and you can watch it all at 3 p.m this afternoon all right let's have a look at some of these news stories international rugby league chairman troy grant says they are targeting a world cup in the usa and also having rugby league as an olympic sport would be exciting to see a world cup over at the usa obviously we're trying to expand expand our game and whatnot. Uh, selfishly, I'd rather have it in Australia, though. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. I'd love to get out to a few more of those games and whatnot, but I understand what they are trying to do there. As far as having a rugby league as an Olympic sport, I think that'd be unreal. I don't know how you do it. I don't know if it'd have to be nines or whatever. I'm not sure if you could have um, over the period that the Olympics goes for to have a rugby league Olympics. I think it would have to be nines or something. I just think uh, it'd be a little bit too much to play numerous games in such a short amount of time like that. Uh, I'm not sure when the Olympics usually are, to be completely honest with you. I think it depends where in the world they are, so it'd have to fall outside of the season. Um, you know, it'd just be another thing that players would have to do on top of that. So as much as I love the idea when I first hear it, I think there's a lot of logistical things that they'd have to go through to make that work. Now, DCE, there's been a lot of talk about him potentially being in the same 17 as Nathan Cleary. One of them in the seven, one of them on the bench. I've spoken about this on Bloke in a Bar this week. We all did, myself, Timmy, uh, Kempi, all saying that we were not fans of this. Cooper Cronk has warned the Kangaroos against selecting DCE. He believes they cannot afford to carry him in their side, and Nathan Cleary at halfback is a straightforward choice. That's via Fox Sports. And I completely agree with Cooper. Uh, Nathan Cleary, he has to be the halfback. 
Full stop. End of conversation. Nathan Cleary has to be the seven. If you're going to pick DCE on the bench, you're picking him as a 14. Uh, and I just don't, I don't understand. You, you've got Harry Grant. You've got Ben Hunt. I just I don't understand why we need to go down this path. I think you are picking DCE for the sake of picking DCE, not because the team needs him. And I also think that when you get into you know, the, the the last two games, which is only 10 odd days away or whatever. I can understand. I mean, if they were to pick DCE this week to play Lebanon, I think it would be a nice thing for DCE, but that's why they're doing it. I don't think he's in their best 17. I think it's a, a ridiculous decision to pick him in there. I just think Mal's just... Uh, just talking it up a little bit. I don't think you'll actually go through with it. I think when you play New Zealand and probably England, even your Tonga, uh, Samoas, whichever other team manages to get through to take on England, potentially play Australia or New Zealand in the grand final, uh, I don't think you can risk um, carrying two forwards on your bench and having, you know, Harry Grant and DCE on your bench. I just think that's fucking ridiculous, especially if we're going to have to beat New Zealand to get into the World Cup grand final. There, I, I, You cannot possibly take on that New Zealand pack with our pack that is already weakened and carried DCE and Harry Grant on the bench. It just seems fucking ridiculous. We're going to need that firepower through the middle. There's no doubt about that in my mind whatsoever. So I agree with Cooper Cronk. I think it'd be ridiculous. I think Mal's either just trying to play to the media a little bit, just trying to give DCE a little bit of a boost, or he's out thinking the room more than anyone possibly ever has before. Our next one, Latrell Mitchell. The Kangaroos centre believes his nation still has more to offer this World Cup. His quote is, It is a little taste. I don't think we have dealt I don't think we have dealt all the cards, he said. I completely agree. I still don't think they've picked their best seventeen or anywhere near it realistically. Once you get, you know, Teddy at fullback, you get uh Nath Cleary at seven, you get Cam Munster at six, Isaiah Yo in the thirteen, and then you have Grant and Ben Hunt being utilized properly in this side for the right amount of minutes. Uh I, I think this team is gonna absolutely kill it. You then got Latrell Mitchell at one center. I think the other center will be Jack White and I just don't think there's other teams in this comp that have centers like those two big bodies who can break a game open at any point. Uh, then one wing you'll obviously have Josh Adokar who's potentially been the best player of this tournament so far. On the other wing you go Campbell Graham or Val Holmes. Either way, a great selection. Um, I, I, I don't mind which way they go there. I think they'll probably go with Val but I think Campbell's pretty close to be honest with you. And then the forward pack. Once you go full strength in there uh, with Angus and Cam Murray on, on your edges, Tino in the front row. Uh, I, I think it's going to be a really, really strong side for the Kangaroos. So I agree with what Latrell is saying. I think that we've only been given a taste of what the Kangaroos can be. But in saying that, I think we've only been given a taste of what the Kiwis can be as well. Once you get Jerome Hughes, Dylan Brown in the side full-time, uh, I think they're going to be pretty dangerous. Your Tonga as well, you've only seen Jason Taumalolo in one game and he was absolutely brilliant in it. So yeah, pl- plenty of positives still to come out of all these sides. The Kangaroos in particular, I agree with what Latrell Mitchell is saying. I think you will see their best footy over the next few weeks. Now, an interesting one. Oliver Gildard obviously played for the West Tigers last year, made a move to the Roosters, sort of the back end of the season. The Dolphins have officially signed Oliver Gildard for the 2023 season. Now, this is where I think this one is really, really interesting because Gildard, he came from England to the West Tigers. He came with his teammate and really good friend, Jackson Hastings. Uh, I think there's a really good chance that Hastings could end up uh, at the Dolphins over the next few weeks. So 
I've been saying it for months to you guys, and there hasn't really been much in the media and whatever, but I genuinely do think there's a really good chance that Hastings could end up there as the starting seven for next season. And, I mean, if they sign him tomorrow, personally, I think he's already probably the best player in this Dolphin side. He's definitely the most important player in this Dolphin side. So I can really see that playing out. So that's why I sort of think there's a few dominoes that could fall off the back of this Oliver Gildart situation. you got to remember as well, uh, when Hastings made his debut for England, it was with Gildart, and the coach was, of course, Wayne Bennett. So there is a relationship there. Uh, we know, well, we, we can assume anyway, that Jackson Hastings, he wants to be a halfback. He's always been a halfback. I don't think it's in his best interest to make 30 tackles and take 15 runs a game at lock. I think he needs to be a seven. The Tigers are at their absolute best. They beat Parramatta with, with him at halfback, yeah? They almost beat the Bunnies with him at halfback. Or maybe they did beat the Bunnies. Um, whenever he was playing halfback, they were such a better fucking side. I think the Tigers are mad for trying to play him at 13. I think it's ridiculous. Uh, so I think that if Wayne's able to get his paws on Jackson Hastings, I think it'd be a huge get. And I wouldn't be surprised if he does follow Gildart up there. Jared Rare Hargraves. The Kiwis prop has officially been suspended for one game due to his, due to his high tackle against Ireland. We spoke about this on Bloke in a Bar, I think one game is fair, sure, whatever. Um, it's against Ireland this next game, so I don't think they'll be overly too fussed about it. Um, yeah, it, it is what it is. Ray Hargraves, he, there's a good chance he might have been rested for this game anyway. He'll be back for the big games, ready to rip and tear. Now, the Roosters, they are no strangers to going into the market or they're no strangers to rumours about them going into the markets to sign players. Uh, Herbie Farnworth is the latest one. The Roosters are reportedly interested in signing Herbie Farnworth for 2024. If they do manage to get Herbie, I think this would be a great get. I absolutely love him as a player. I probably think he'd be a better winger than what he would be a centre, to be honest with you. And we've spoken about this on Bloke in a Bar. He's got a very run-first sort of mindset, which he's so damaging with his, with his running game. But I think because he is so run-central, he does become a little bit easy to mark. And if I was at the Roosters uh, and if I was Daniel Tupu and he was to play left centre and they do need to find someone to play left centre, I think Suwali'i might play it in 2023. But then you obviously lose his brilliant kick returns and all that. And you do, you, you, you could share reps with Daniel Tupu returning out of your own end, but you do lose a little bit there. There's no doubt about it. But I just think they need a strike left centre. If they were to get Herbie, I think it'd be sensational. I'd be a little bit nervous if I was Daniel Tupu. We saw with Corey Oates this year, didn't get all that much ball in the red zone because this guy's a run-first sort of fella. Uh, but I, th I think he's a great player, and I think the Roosters... If you bring him into that system, I think you would see a change in Herbie pretty quickly. So I think that would be an unreal get. I'm a big fan of Herbie Farmworth. Josh Mansour playing for Lebanon at the moment, doing really good things. Scored three meat pies the other day. The veteran winger is still off contract for 2023 and admits he's open to a move to the Super League. I'm still off contract, so definitely... I'd be open to a move, he said. Uh, and yeah, I reckon playing over there at the World Cup for Lebanon, scoring a few tries, being really impressive. I think that'll just about lock him in for a um, Super League jersey somewhere. I'd be shocked if a team doesn't sign him over there. Still a chance that an NRL team might sign him for a bit of depth, uh, but I probably think he's more likely to end up in the Super League. And personally, I think he'd do really well over there as well. Jake Trevojevic. Jake Trevojevic has declared his loyalty to the Seagulls and says previous reports questioning his commitment to the club were false. We definitely didn't want to leave. That didn't come from us, he said. We spoke about this on the podcast. We never really brought into those too much. We think that these guys are too loyal and the Manly Club means way too much to them. I'm sure they wouldn't be stoked with all the controversy and all the shit going on, but uh, I just think this club, it just means too much to these Trevojevic boys. So as I said back then, I couldn't see them leaving and I think you'll see Jake and Tom play the vast majority, if not all the 
their career at the Manly Seagulls. Uh, a big re-signing here. Now, this one isn't confirmed, just reported. But Liam Martin, the Panthers have reportedly re-signed Liam Martin on a one-year extension until the end of 2024. Really love this get. I'm a huge fan of Liam Martin if he is going to stay there for another two years. I think he's going to be probably Jersey 17 in the Kangaroos side. I, th- I think he is going to make his way into that team. State of origin representative as well. I just love everything about Liam Martin. He's very... He sort of reminds me a little bit of Josh Jackson, who we've spoken about a lot this week. Very underappreciated. Just tough as fucking nails. He's got a little bit of grub in him as well, which personally I love. If you can be the edge back rower outside Nathan Cleary for the next two years, you're going to do some pretty special fucking things. So he's already won two comps, Liam Martin. He's played Origin very early on in his career. I think it was 2020 we we, we tipped him to play Origin within 18 months. Uh, he's managed to make it into that side. I just love him. His kick chase, the aggression he plays with. Love everything about Liam Martin. He's also a back rower that you'll probably never have to pay him as much as, say, a Viliami kickout, so they've let him go. They'll keep Liam Martin, and they will always get value out of him, in my opinion. Matt Parrish, the Samoan coach. Samoan coach Matt Parrish has taken exception to people commenting his side, to comparing his side versus Tonga to State of Origin. I think you're unfair comparing this to Origin. Fair dinkum, very unfair. He snapped at a reporter. Matt Parrish, no stranger to a press conference little tant. Um, yeah, I, I don't really have a problem with this. I sort of said it myself during the week, and I'm not saying it is as good as State of Origin or at that level, but it's probably the closest thing we can get to State of Origin at the moment. I think these two nations are so competitive with each other. There's so much passion that goes into this game, and Fuck, if people want to get more excited about that game, let them be more excited, Matt, because I'll tell you what, you haven't given us all that much to be excited about so far in the World Cup. You've bounced back with two good wins, but your first one was awful. A lot of shit going into this one. I think you can see there's a bit of head noise around Matt Parrish at the moment. Uh, So hopefully Samoa can put up a good performance against Tonga and make it a really good game. I think they can win this game. I genuinely do. I think Tonga should be the short favourites, though, but I'm not ruling Samoa out of this one. So hopefully they can back it up or, um, yeah, I think that the media will... Will come pretty heavily for Matt Parrish. And- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. I understand why. All right, Canberra Raiders. Ricky Stewart has revealed both Jamal Fogarty and Tom Starling have requested to return to preseason two weeks earlier than expected. Love to see this. I've got to wear a little bit on the chin here. I didn't think Jamal Fogarty would be anywhere near as good as what he was last year. I wasn't sure. Everyone was saying he could be one of the signings of the year. I didn't really think so. But fuck, he made a huge difference to that side. I was completely wrong. I undervalued this guy. So to see a halfback return for preseason two weeks early when he doesn't have to, I absolutely love that. The beauty of the Canberra Raiders right now is over the last few years, you go back to the 2019 grand final. I mean, that really wasn't all that long, all that long time ago. Uh, they've had a couple of halfbacks since then. You've had a big stint of uh, Aiden Caesar left. George Williams came in. He left. You then had Jamal Fogarty. He's arrived. He was injured. Snyder jumped in the jersey. I think it'll be fantastic just to know for the next few years, this guy's our halfback. Let him get used to their systems. Let him build their systems as well. Uh, I love that he's this keen to come back as well. Uh, I think it's unreal. So, well done to Jamal Fogarty. Obviously, Tommy Starling as well. I think he's got a bit to prove to Ricky Stewart. Uh, seemingly, everyone seems to love 
uh, Tom Starling a little bit more than Ricky Stewart. Uh, you've obviously got Wolford who who popped up down there during this during last season, who was very impressive. But Tom Starling, he's the one that can really break a game open at any given moment. So un- unreal to see those two return early. Very excited about Jamal Fogarty next season as well. Uh, guys, that is all your news stories from the last 48 hours or so. Remember, 3 p.m. this afternoon on YouTube. Go and subscribe. Type in Rugby League Guru. You can watch myself and Maddie the Waterboy discussing our top three favorite jerseys of all time. Follow it up with the best of the rest. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 